geopolitics in welcome to geopolitics in conflict breaking news what's what's going on elizabeth what's going on today is geopolitics in space well indeed indeed what you're referring to just for our viewers to know we are talking about the recent uh, uh, destruction of a satellite that the russians just just conducted when i say just meaning the last three days or so so information wasn't very confirmed yet but indeed the russian as a matter of fact uh, uh, the the ministry of defense in russia mm -hmm did announce that russia was able to destroy one of all uh, uh one of its old satellites you know right where is the concern with that why the u.s kind of like oh my gosh what is this well the concern it has nothing to do with the uh the commercial satellites where the big concern of the united right. states is the military ones which this is like a another conversation altogether that touches on the sensitive aspects of it uh, but suffice it for us in this break-in to just highlight if russia is able to do this that means they are able to shut down u.s satellites well right and I, and i so interestingly enough a lot of the conversation in the press about it has been yeah. that the u.s and there are other governments around the world that are chiming in here uh, I think France chimed in, I think Germany chimed in, but what they're talking about is the space debris, that they're upset that this happened because the space debris that could potentially, you know, harm the space station. That, but, is, that is true. That mm -hmm. is true. As a matter of fact, today, NASA ordered the astronauts to move out and they did. So, they, but the, 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 the astronauts in, in space, the Americans, are in safe they are safe they are away from the debris that is valid arguments yes that is valid arguments but that is not where the issue is <laughs> well it's and you know i i wonder also you know the issue i think you're absolutely spot on david i think the issue really is now that russia has done this they can potentially take out military satellites that are used up by the us the other issue i think and i would love to hear your opinion on this david they didn't ask anyone's permission before they did this they don't need to it's because right. uh, one is russia is playing uh, russia's messaging to this not only about its capabilities which means if we can do this we can shut down your satellites and as you know i'm sure our viewers know most of the u.s technology military wise depends on the satellites and we're yes. talking about military satellites there's two uh, separate conversations here they mm -hmm. are the commercial aspects but there are also the military dimension to this and what russia did now is suggest not only the upgrade of the technology aspect but its ability mm -hmm. to really blind the us if they want to and that leads now to geopolitics moving from earth to space <laughs> yes it's a, another dimension we all know it's there but it now is becomes even more uh, prevalent what makes it even more interesting now in my opinion is that china and russia now they're going to cooperate mm -hmm. in space given that china is building its own space station yes that the yeah. un that the united states was not invited to no it's not and well it, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, 
people think that the U.S. wasn't invited. Actually, the reason why the U.S. is not part of that because it did not meet the standards for mm, China's qualifications, right. which yeah. is logical argument. If you don't meet the standards, they are not going to accept you there. Uh, the other aspect to it has to do with the ISS, the current International Space Station, headed by the United States. It's going to expire in 2024, mm -hmm. which is only about two years from now. So that paved the way for China to have its space station ready and the cooperation of Russia, given Russia's technology and also knowledge and experience when it comes down to space, you can just see where this is headed. So from a, from a military perspective, this will have far-reaching consequences that you can't even imagine. Well, so and it's interesting, it's interesting that it was denied at first. It was denied at first, and then I think it was less than a day later that uh -huh. it was actually admitted that that was the case. So uh, what was said was, what was said was, the, so the confirmation, so the State Department confirmed that this had actually happened, uh -huh. uh, and it came after claims um, for, from Russian's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, Mm -hmm. He had refused to admit that Moscow had endangered the space station while saying it was hypocrisy to say that that was even the case. Yeah, but that's usually, that is part of the diplomatic uh, language, mm -hmm. shall we say. Uh, deniability, we all do it. When I say we, governments, well, the and, first. And yeah, but, and it's but, interesting. But Russia, they... yeah, hold Go on ahead. a second, hold on a second. But Russia, Russia had to ensure that the first they wanted to say that just to see what the reaction is going to be, mm -hmm. because they came after that and they stated, and I, and I uh, uh, quote here, Lavrov said, and I quote, Washington is active in the militarization of space, expressing his country's desire to hear mm -hmm. the United States position on Russia and China proposal to prevent them. So... Mm -hmm. And right there, it tells you where things are. So what what U.S. is saying versus what the U.S. is doing, like what you said yesterday. Remember, you did mention that one yesterday. Two yes. separate things. So it is, and it's interesting to me because I spend my time looking at linguistics. It's yeah. interesting that the word used was hypocrisy because words words like that are not used for no reason every word is typically calculated especially mm -hmm. when it's put out into the press and so when when he says hypocrisy that's pointing towards something that is correct because that's the double standards if we mm -hmm. are to break it down into international relations per se that's the double standard how can you the united states tell us not to do this and you doing it Yes. How can you tell us not to expand our presence in space and you are doing it? Mm -hmm. So, And this is where I personally believe, you know, this is part of where that global order we talked about, it's right. taking place also in space. Right. And, and I think you're right. I think space is one of the primary places that it is that it is taking place. Mm -hmm. You know, we just had there's there's actually new information that's come out about the hypersonic missile test that China did. There's been new information that's come out about that, but you know that created a huge stir because China was able to do something that unfortunately many other countries, including the United States, in some cases thought was not even possible.
yeah and and you add the space dimension to that now yeah. you add that to it but you add also the experience russia has when it comes down to space and when it comes to cooperating with china so you can just see where it's headed so the us will have some valid concerns shall we say but at the same time space doesn't belong to the us space doesn't belong to china space doesn't right. belong to russia so whomever gets there and develop the technology whatever they're going to be using there you know there is then no uh, the question that i now is going to be wondering about as we move forward mm -hmm. beside the treaty that was signed in 1967 regarding no deployment of nuclear weapons on space beside yeah. that what i'll be asking now is are we going to be seeing borders in space well, and that's a very interesting question, David. And, you know, when we look at where the U.S. is in terms of space, a lot of our space initiative has been privatized mm -hmm. right now. We have Jeff Bezos in space. We have Elon Musk in space. And and then we have our military capabilities in yeah. space. And I don't, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. And and you guys put it in the chat if 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 this isn't the case for other places. But I don't see that same level of privatization. It seems like, it seems like all of this is being outsourced to corporations here in the United States. Even I mean, even for for public space travel. Well, they are doing this because remember, if if as we always say. Uh, all the United States needs to do is dramatize the issues. Mm -hmm. Remember the report we talked about for the Pentagon, uh, right. latest report about China's nuclear capability. Come on, right. 17 nuclear warheads or even 1,000 nuclear warheads right. versus 5,550? Because right. the more they dramatize, the more uh, they, they're going to attract sort of, oh, the you know, fear mongering and all that. Space mm -hmm. is no different because now you are hearing, oh my gosh, China's going to dominate space. That's the term right. that is going on right now. China's not going to dominate space. What China's going to do probably and most likely is develop the technology that will give them more capabilities. Like what they're doing right, right now. They are in Mars already. I, I saw some pictures uh, that their, their equivalency to the rover sent down and, and China was able to share those. And I took a look. It was very interesting and fascinating. So mm -hmm. they are moving forward. Now, whether the U.S. likes it or the West likes it or not is irrelevant to them. Right. And to China and Russia, they're looking at the ISS going to be done in 2024. It's going to retire. You know, who's going to be there? China's going to mm -hmm. build its own. Well, you should have think about it a couple of years ago when you deny the China access to that. Then all of a sudden you force them to go ahead and build their own. Right. All of a sudden you label them as the bad guys that just doesn't make sense so right. that's the reason why you hear what you hear coming out of washington in a sense of uh, making it now oh my gosh the russians have shut down mm -hmm. a satellite we can do the same if we want to and that you know and that's what i was going to ask you and that's what i wanted to talk about is you know the the chinese hypersonic missile that seems to be really a big deal mm -hmm. it seems to be a big I deal that they were able to do this mm -hmm. but you know the russians sh shooting this you know old defunct satellite is that really the big deal that it's being made out to be because we, do do we surely have the capability to shoot down a defunct satellite yeah we do we do if we want to there are some military 
capabilities we have. Uh, unfortunately, we can't, you know, I can't talk about that here. So, sure. uh, but we do. I mean, uh, don't underestimate the US. When I say, you know, right. our viewers need to understand, we do have some capabilities that we really will surprise uh, the Russians and the Chinese. However, for some technology like the hypersonic, we weren't expecting that. Right. And, and this is to me where I will put that dimension of, okay, if you as a country develop this kind of technology, and now you are able to cooperate with another major power when it comes down to space, what you guys can do together against a common enemy. That's where I see it going. Yes. Absolutely. That's where I see it going. And this is where the geopolitics, not only on Earth, as we, not a joke, Kinley saying it, but uh, now geopolitics is moving into space. Well, in space, you got no boundaries. It's a vast mm -hmm. open uh, area, whatever you want to call it. So basically, depending on your capabilities in space, you will be able to determine your presence in space. And with space comes also the ability to sort of control certain aspects like satellites. Mm -hmm. And that's where the fear in Washington is. Well, and I, some, a point that you brought up earlier, David, I mm. really appreciate because you were talking about, you know, having uh, shooting a satellite and having everything go dark. You know, the truth is all of our phones, you know, the way that we navigate our GPS, our communications, everything that we do, is via satellite. Exactly. It's not via cords. We don't have cords anymore. I th those have been gone for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, I wonder if part of this conversation really does have to do with, you know, the capacity and willingness of other countries to basically shut down infrastructure. If you get rid of the satellites, you shut down just about everything. You shut down commerce because all almost mm -hmm. all of commerce in the Western world um, and in many parts of the world are run through satellites. The way that we navigate, uh, the mm -hmm. way that we, the, basically the way that we all live our lives is through satellites. And so I can definitely see that even from the point of space debris, if the space, if a piece of space debris hit a satellite unintentionally, you know, exactly. that's many, many millions of dollars. And that's a lot of infrastructure that could go down really quickly. Absolutely. Which this gives you an idea about now, if you look at this from a global security, that mm -hmm. becomes a major concern because as you mentioned, the idea of infrastructure, all you need to do is shut down a satellite that deals with, in, with, the, with the power grid. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Or you can shut down a satellite if you know exactly which one uh, that can uh, navigate for the guided missile systems. Right. You know. Uh, yeah, there is the, the, the security aspects to it. But at the same time, we shouldn't be this surprise and all this and that because what do you expect? Country is going to do what they want to do or what they need to do to. This is now about, as we said yesterday, a rearrangement of the geopolitical table. Well, it was on the ground here on Earth. And now it's going to be moving up to space as well. And that's part of, you know, the shift in the geopolitical landscape because anytime you talk about a shift in geopolitics you talk about a shift on a different dimensions mm -hmm. you know this is like when we said the cold war between united states and china it's not the same concept like i mentioned yesterday on that magazine with the background the picture of truman yeah. 
and, and Stalin. Well, because that one was a reflection about the military dimension to it. This competition or this Cold War new one between the United States and Russia is going to take different dimensions. Mm -hmm. The military will be an aspect of it, but it's not all. It's going to be like space now. It's going to be economics, commerce, trade. All those will be part of what that Cold War is, is going to be all about between the United States and China. So it just now with Russia's test, uh, personally, in my opinion, it just makes me think more and more where Russia is moving forward into, okay, this is now time for us to cooperate with China and build much more, uh, sort of develop more strength, shall we say, you know, mm -hmm. because you can't deny the fact that Russia has a lot of experience when it comes down to space. That's absolutely yeah, true. Yeah. And uh, so this is a little bit of something that you guys are going to be talking, you and Ross are going to be talking about tomorrow on our That's correct. dive presentation. Yeah, but we're going to do a, a full video on this uh, later on next week. Uh, but uh, we'll, we will discuss this stuff in more detail uh, for our membership, uh, for our members rather, uh, tomorrow when we do the presentation. So. Uh, Who's this Me. free freestyle? We want to say thank you for your super sticker, which really appreciate it. So, and by the way, the individual yesterday who sent us the super sticker, uh, uh, RC, we want to say thank you to you for doing that. So, yeah, uh, Stefan, did you see this one? Yes, you know, yeah, I've been following you guys on YouTube. You know, we it means a lot to us, Stefan. We want you to know that. So, we thank you so much for your support and believe in us so because it's individuals like you that's going to help us keep keep moving forward so as i said uh, we're going to be talking detail to our members when we do the presentation but we're going to do a full video on this because it's a topic that really touches on both aspects of geopolitics mm -hmm. the security aspects of it and the global order on the other hand and it's so. very important right now to talk about space because it, it is. used to be something that, you know, was maybe someday in the distant future, maybe we'll get to the moon, maybe we'll get to Mars, but the space that's immediately outside of our planet, that's been, that's been a polit politicized zone and it's exactly. starting to be more and more politicized. And it's really important that we dive into that because not a lot of people are talking about it, but it's shared space. It, it is not, indeed not land mass it's shared space it's space that we can all it's an opportunity for us to all come together in that space and if we don't have those conversations that's not going to happen yeah yeah i can advocate for more for more peaceful coexistence whether on earth or whether on space that will benefit all of us humans because we're just passing through this life here and we yeah. live in mother earth when our time is up so how about if you leave it in a good conditions for the next generation, whatever that might be. So, so absolutely. Yeah, so. Um, everybody remember our membership is geopoliticsinconflict.com. If you want to head over there before the presentation tomorrow, um, I just joined Twitter. Follow me on alchemy of E. Uh, it's very, it's very kind of cool to be able to talk to you guys. It's I've had a Twitter for a while, but I've never used it. So, Check mm. me out on Twitter and then make sure you check all of us out. Um, Instagram, Instagram at Geopolitics and Conflict. David also has a Twitter, D Wallaloo. 
And TikTok, we are geopolitics in conflict. Yeah, and for those who have not subscribed yet, please remember to do so before you leave yes. this. Uh, and FYI, guys, tomorrow, uh, you know, I'll be back in town and we will be having our regular live stream at 1100 hours. And uh, uh, Elizabeth is going to uh, post the topic soon uh, for what we're going to be covering tomorrow. It shall be very, very interesting conversation tomorrow because of the nature of the topic we're going to be addressing. So, well, as anything to add, Elizabeth? No, I think I think that's good. We might or might not do another live stream today, so keep an eye out in case we do. Indeed, and as always, guys, stay informed. Till next time, bye bye.